Euronet Plus Panorama is a weekly review of European news broadcast by our network of EU radio stations. The question of whether to renew the market authorization of the well-known pesticide glyphosate is typical of the dilemmas Europe faces as it implements its Green Deal. Hi there, and welcome back to our Panorama podcast. Glyphosate, a very widely used yet controversial weed killer, could remain authorized in the European Union for another 10 years. Despite concerns about its potential to cause cancer, the European Commission believes that the herbicide can be kept on the market safely under certain conditions and with restrictions governing its use. It tabled a proposal in September with a view to reaching a decision by the 15th of December when the current authorization expires. In this episode, we looked into the controversy with our colleagues from the Euronet Plus network. The agricultural sector is broadly in favor of the proposal, on the grounds that there is no viable alternative at present, as Nicolas Nelis, Secretary General of the Walloon Federation of Agriculture, told our Belgian RTBF colleagues. The existing solutions to replace glyphosate are not yet sufficiently sustainable economically, socially and environmentally, and therefore insufficient for the agricultural world. The plenary session of the European Parliament in Strasbourg was the scene of a lively debate on the matter with the European Commission and the European Council on Wednesday the 4th of October. Lawmakers are divided over glyphosate, with the right wing generally supporting the Commission's proposal and the Green and the left fiercely opposing it. This is how German MEP Peter Lieser defended the position of his centre-right EPP group. We have a dramatic We're seeing a dramatic increase in food prices. People are suffering more at the moment from the rise in food prices than from the already very dramatic rise in energy costs. Food prices are driving inflation. And if we take an important crop protection product out of action, it becomes more expensive to produce food in the European Union. The debate was requested by the Greens' EFA group, who are outraged by the Commission's proposal, which they believe puts money before safety. This is what Green MEP Benoit Biteau told our Euradio colleague just after the debate. It's the most widely used molecule in the world, so the economic dimension is coming into the debate. And when the economic dimension enters the debate, objectivity tends to disappear, and that's exactly what we're witnessing now in this debate. We have a health agency, EFSA, the European Food Safety Authority, which is proposing a report that is a compilation of studies proposed by the owners of this molecule. It tells us that there is no problem. It says so on the first page of a report that is 341 pages long. On the first page they say that there is no problem, that we can start again and even propose 15 years of extension, there is no danger. But when you read the 340 pages that follow, including the studies carried out by Bayer and the molecule's owners, they say that there are still risks of cancer in mammals in the event of long-term exposure. 
and there are a number of areas of use where the molecule is not harmless. So even they say so, but the EFSA continues to say that everything is fine. The European Food Safety Agency referred to more than 2,000 studies as part of a peer review with experts from four member states, France, Hungary, the Netherlands and Sweden, to conclude that there are no critical areas of concern with respect to toxicology risks of glyphosate on human health. However, the scientific data are not complete, and they point to problems in various areas. And what's more, says Martin Dermin, executive director of the Pesticide Action Network, Pan-Europe, European agencies do not take into account the results of independent studies, which are generally much more critical and reserved about the use of the glyphosate molecule. Normally, European agencies should use the results of independent scientific research. But what we see, what they do, is that they will systematically set aside anything that is unfavorable to glyphosate. But we see the same thing for other pesticides. They're constantly finding excuses not to include studies that are problematic. Dermine believes that given the colossal economic stakes involved, both the European agencies and the commissions are turning a blind eye and continuing to exclude independent scientific data. The member states will have the final say in a vote to be held on the 13th of October. A qualified majority is needed to endorse the commission's proposal, but not all countries are on board. Austria and Germany have already declared that they will not authorize it. Neither will Luxembourg, as Claude Hagen, the country's Minister for Agriculture, told Luxembourg published broadcaster 100,7. We are going to vote against the extension of glyphosate. France, for its part, has done an about-face, as French MEP Bito points out. France is in the process of proposing a shaky compromise, saying that 10 years is not reasonable, so we'll propose five years and then we'll limit certain uses. It's still more reasonable. I remind you that Macron proposed in 2017 to halt glyphosate in three years, so in 2020. He's already three years late. Several countries, such as Belgium, are expected to abstain. And while Slovenia is expected to back the Commission's proposal, a bill was submitted to the country's National Assembly by a civil organization, the Healthy Society Movement, calling for a ban on producing, selling and using glyphosate in the country, as RTV Slovenia has reported. The European Commission could still tweak its proposal before the vote to ensure the support of a majority of member states. But if the Commission's proposal to renew the marketing authorization of the substance is approved, the new regulation will apply to the whole of the EU. The glyphosate case epitomizes the difficulty of implementing the EU's green transition commitments. Many argue that the costs of the Green Deal are too much for European citizens to bear in difficult economic times, and skepticism is growing. In the run-up to the June European elections, the environmental PACS critics are becoming increasingly vocal to the point of undermining the positions of some European leaders. It also explains why some member states might find it easier to rely on scientific expertise to avoid making difficult political choices. In the words of MEP Dacian Ciolos, reported by Radio Romagna, the debate represents the opening of a new era. 
one of pragmatic transition. The European Parliament has supported the Green Deal since the beginning of its mandate because we cannot bury our heads in the sand and ignore the environmental problems we have now and which affect not only our quality of life but also our economy. But we need a realistic approach so as not to fall into ideology with these discussions. We need bold approaches, but at the same time, pragmatism and feasible decisions for those who have to apply them on the ground. The Commission's proposals, ambitious, but from my point of view, many inadequate or unrealistic and sometimes lacking coherence with other European policies, caused extreme reactions in the Parliament. However, we undertake the role of correcting them to make the final text feasible and applicable on the ground. Yes, we have to continue with the green transition, but it is necessary that our decisions take into account the realities on the ground and the impact, not only environmental, but also economic and social, especially on those who will have to make efforts in application of this legislation. And this pragmatic transition approach can also be seen in other issues, such as the debate around the protection of wolves in Europe, which we discussed in a previous episode. That's all for today. And if you like our podcast, don't hesitate to share them or rate them. 